special occasion because it is our 40th podcast. Woo! I know, and the gang is back together. We got the band back together again. I'm Lynn Venhouse. I'm Carl Middleman. I'm Dan Buffo. Woohoo! Hey, Dan Buffo's here. The trio. We'll talk to Dan here in just a second. We're all here this week. Charlie's Angels is next. And then around seven minutes, we'll talk about Ford versus Ferrari. Around minute 22, we'll talk about The Good Liar. Around minute 30, Parasite. Around minute 40, The Report. Around 43, our initial review of Frozen 2. Around 54 minutes, new DVDs are out. Around one hour and one minute, Disney Plus is out. Around one hour and five minutes, Hallmark Movie Channel's got a new thing for you. And around one hour and seven minutes, the rep is out. And then Dan talks about the trailer for The Way Back. Hey, so Dan, how's Show Me going? Show Me going. Show Me is going, was going well. And now we're just waiting to get back on the air. We had the, the Halloween segment. And now they have all these prorated segments. Because I guess they, they got to, whatever they have on the air, they got to be able to sell. So Correct. We're going to. Probably do a beautiful day in the neighborhood next week, possibly. But again, that, that thing, I, I find out I'm, we're doing it about a day before. <laughs> it's really, it's well, really off the cuff. Hopefully, you've seen the movie. What? Well, no. When they say, "Hey, you're going to do a movie," you both have to have seen the movie. Yes, and, and that can be a hardship too, because it, it's not easy getting uh, Lexi and myself to the theater for the same movie. So. Right. So luckily, they sent that one to your home. Yes, they sent that one to my home, which <laughs> and was Allied. Still doesn't know how which, you got. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Pete, they don't know Pete, how you in, got in the it. most Pete Maniscalco way ever. Kind of gave me like that quizzical detective look. Like, how did you get that link? And apparently, uh, Sony Pictures thought I was Faith Press. Oh wow! And they sent it to me early. So you got it accidentally. <laughs> so by by the stroke of God, I, I, I got the new Tom Hanks Fred Rogers movie before anybody else. But but how many times can you watch it? Um, I, I was able to. I got it for a couple of days, and I was able to watch it four times if I wanted to. I only watched it once. Nice. I, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that There's just next no week. No time to watch movies twice right now, even though if you want to. Right. All right. So let's, uh, Dan. Since Dan saw the the better movie. He actually, Lynn and I got to go see Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood on National Kindness Day. Dan got to go see the big movie, Charlie's Angels. How was it? No, I, I didn't. I didn't go <gasps> you watch. Didn't it. go? No, I didn't. I, I actually stayed home and did family stuff. Oh, well, and, and 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 I, I well, no, Linda's no. gave me a look. No, because <laughs> that movie's gonna be not even awful. worth watching. Well, Elizabeth, okay, I uh, I was defending it on KTRS and, last and, night. And again, what did I say before we came on the air? This time of year, you cannot waste that many bullets. Yeah, you're right. But uh, poor Jim Bats thought he he you and him yeah, were the only we're Jim going Bats. to we're going to be the only ones at the screen. Jim Bats is at everything. <laughs> yeah, but he thought because he got assigned Charlie's Angels, he got assigned to that. He was forced to go. Oh, okay. and so he said, He's "Well, Dan and I'll be at Charlie's Angels," and then I would. I mean. We, if, if I hadn't been like an absent husband in, in the evening times most of the time, right. I would have went. But I had to make a sacrifice to adult. Well, I haven't seen it yet, but I made a case for this because they were mocking it last night in KTRS. As they should. And uh, they did admit to having Farrah posters on their walls. Um, Kristen Stewart in this and yeah. Underwater. Okay, so um, Elizabeth Banks is the director. Writer and, and director. Writer and director. And, and co-star. I like her. And she's in, you know, she... She's a Bosley. She helped... 
the pitch perfect uh, movies take flight but, and uh, she's a good person and you know so we should just support be, just because she's a good person doesn't it's mean a, that movie's gonna be good. I know Lynn, I Lynn know. you sound like a certain critic that we both have some fun with I don't even need to, to tell you the I name sat, of I sat next to her twice this week yeah so uh, well what oh, I'm saying he's a good a, person well I know that doesn't have anything to do with it, it but does not. I have faith in what she would no, sign her name to he's the faith based guy not yeah. you okay. the reviews are Aren't yeah. terrible, but they're also that doesn't tell you to go rush to see it though. Well, right. Sasha Stone, who I uh, am, uh, I respect greatly from AwardsDaily.com. Oh. She likes the St. She Louis film it. critics because oh, we have some unusual choices. Yeah. we're not cookie cutter. And uh, anyway, yeah, so she on, on, yeah, on, said on, oh, that yeah. Kristen Stewart, Kristen, Kristen Stewart, Kristen Stewart is hilarious. And gets and more I would, laughs. Than I would anybody. love to see that. Is I would hilarious. Love to see yeah, that. I would not associate her with being she hilarious. She wasn't no. even funny on Saturday Night Live. No, when no. She she's just it. so serious. She's. Like, I know. So they, know, but maybe she's playing off of that. Well, they said she has more fun than anybody. She's in She's invisibly movie. chewing off her nails when she. And she is once again. She's a good actress. If he, she won the French Academy Award, a personal shopper, right? No, no, for, for um, a Clouds of Sils Maria, and oh, she okay. is a great. She's great in both of those movies. Naked yeah. in the in the. Um, personal shopper but they uh <laughs> but she she is a good actress but comedy is not necessarily her thing and she's hosted saturday night live twice. the first one was really good that's why i put on twitter that i think tom hanks is the best because he can do so many things versatile. so well he's, he's my favorite he's versatile actor. and he's also well, working he, today he JT. can play fred rogers just by giving himself a haircut right and that but he also had one eye bigger than the other yeah that one scene it was bit. really weird but yeah, and Charlie's Angels on Metascore is right at 51, so that's so that right means, where I expected eh, it to be. Eh, yeah, so it's okay. Well, I didn't see the need for it, to be honest with you. Because that's the we, biggest thing. we had the reboot, the Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu one. Wasn't that Bill Murray was in and, that one, too? Yes, Bill Murray yes. was Charlie. No, no, remember there were two of them. First there was Bill Murray and oh, Bill and Murray and one. Lucy, and it was uh, Bernie Mac in the second one, because remember, Bill Murray yep. and Lucy Liu hated each other. And then in the last one, Demi Moore, all plastic surgery well, up, the second was one. the villain. Full oh, okay. throttle, Full and so throttle. Bernie Mac was uh, Bosley's cousin. So, oh, okay. but I didn't. You know what? I can honestly say I didn't see any of those. No. I just know this because osmosis and stuff. All right. So, do you want to do the movie, the adult movie, or the thrill ride movie, Lynn? You pick. Well, I didn't see Good Liar, but yeah, you I both mean, saw I, Ford I and Ferrari too. But again, I saw it. I, well, let's let's go with the one that you both saw first. Okay, Ford, Ford versus Ferrari. Ferrari. Very uh, good movie. Crowd pleaser. Thrilling movie. A uh, great true uh, story. True story. True story. And it's fascinating. It, it really is. It, it's it's like you know I, I put in my review. You know there's there's countries having problems, rivalries. There's getting to the moon first. There's nuclear war. Nuclear weapon. Now this one's first. You know uh, race car supremacy between Italy. And the United States of America, Henry Ford the uh, second was it? Yes, yeah, who hated deuce. being called that the he deuce. wasn't like his father. Right. But Enzo Ferrari and they, they they don't make as many cars as Ford in this universe, but they also make the best cars, and they mm-hmm. won Le Mans almost every year. Twenty four hours. So when uh, Ford makes an attempt to purchase. Ferrari on Lee Iacocca's suggestion, played by the wonderful John Bernthal, and not just re- rejected by Ferrari, but insulted by Ferrari. He he enlists former racer, now car designer Carol Shelby, played by Matt Damon, the to make the, the race Mustang. car that can defeat Ferrari. 
And of course, his first inclination is to get his buddy, the very erratic and you know uh, blunt spoken uh, Ken Miles, played by Christian Bale, to drive it. So, and, and as as Christian Bale's character asks him, "How many years do you have? Two thousand or three thousand? He says, "Ninety <laughs> days." And so, this movie is true story. James Mangold, who everybody. Well, should know from Logan and Walk the Line and Three Ten to Yuma and also yeah, a little oh, Christian Bale that, connection there. But he does, you know, he 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 really knows how to shoot action. And this is a movie that I put in my review that you know it's entertaining. It doesn't beat you over the head. And it's actually a fun Oscar caliber movie. You're riveted. You're at the edge of your seat because the camera work by Fidan Papa Michael. Papa Michael, yes, sure. Is is yeah, fabulous. We'll, you we'll feel you it. feel like it's very innovative. You, you feel, feel like you're, you're in, the, in car. the car. And then the editing. There's three editors. Fabulous job. Seamless. It just moves. It's two and a half hours long, but it doesn't feel two and a half hours long. Okay, that's always good. Always good. Now, I uh, two questions. One, first, uh, I told the story about a gearhead, and he told me everything about it. And I'm like, "Did you see the movie?" He's like, "No, that it's it's a very famous story." <laughs> which which non gearhead? I didn't. I, I didn't we know didn't about know. It. I didn't well, know he about was, it. He was a gearhead, and he's like, "Oh, I bet it. I bet it's about uh, Carol Shelby." And I said, "You, you of course, are correct." Everybody will know that they named the car the Shelby Mustang, right? Yeah, and. I my second question is so like a lot of people he's not going to see it because he knows the story and he says well oh, he I should see it well though. I he said I know what I know what happens I know it doesn't end happy but it also does end happy there's a there's a sad part and a there's an unexpected sad part because I I didn't look up the history of well he knew either he, man he told me all about this and I'm like I guess I don't need to see the I movie know. now and that'd be very disappointing because the whole thing with one of the characters in the movie that happens in the end kind of was like whoa whoa wait wait a minute but even though they foreshadowed it a little bit with a couple scenes earlier in the film because ken miles was the kind of guy who daredevil who was a daredevil he, he wanted to drive fast he wanted the car to go to reach its full potential as he i think he tells a potential customer in his auto body shop you know you're not driving this car right you need to open her up mm-hmm. go faster That's a hilarious go crazy scene. <laughs> it's a great scene and christian bale who is just marvelous who i think is probably one of the best dramatic actors you know, we have in the game. Is I he think playing he's, it for laughs? No, you know, he, mm. he, he plays it just because... He's intense. This guy is kind of a, a black sheep, you mm-hmm. know? He's very good at what he people does. People don't like to work with him. But he's not a people's person. He's a brace. Okay. And he clashes with he's Josh blunt. Lucas, who plays Leo Beebe, who works b- directly below Henry the Ford II. And so these two clash because... Oh, oh because, well, Beebe is such an ass well, kisser. I mean, well, Beebe is the kind so of guy... Slimy. He's a Ford man. He also wants to have the most credit. So mm-hmm. when he thinks that Miles and Shelby are going to take all the credit, he tries to get clash heads with, with uh, Miles mm-hmm. a little bit. He's an ass kisser to He is. He's an ass kisser to the 10th degree. He's so villainous in this. It, it, it's almost cartoonish. But it's so much better to see him in this movie and not playing you know, a, a cringeworthy role and breakthrough dad well, well you know he can play the hunky dude not anymore like it, he can well yeah but i mean he used <laughs> so, you know, to about alabama to, was a long time yeah, ago yeah that's right he used to be able to play a hunky dude and then he can play a villain and he's actually quite good at a villain well my second question is i know you love bernthal but lee iacocca is such an iconic guy and even at the age of 40 lee iacocca looked old I don't. Does Bernthal look no, old enough? No, he does enough? not look old. No, but Iacocca, he always had that gravitas and that old yeah. man about him. 
and I don't think Bernthal does that. No, well, I mean, he has the principles, though. He, he has, does have the a, principles. Yeah, because he's the Lee Iacocca was the kind of guy that wanted to do right by Ford, but also saw the magic between Shelby and Miles. So every time Lucas's character tried to undermine them, he would kind of play like Switzerland, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I, I understand what Here's these what two are do. doing." Mm-hmm. But you know, he he was really trying to quietly even get behind Miles and Shelby. All right, so the best thing about this movie, I think, besides the tech, which will probably be Oscar-nominated, I would think, the editing and things like that, um, the the chemistry between Matt Damon and Christian Bale is terrific. They work so well together because Matt Damon, and people don't give Matt Damon enough credit. Here's, but, he, know, here's kind of what I think. He's a talented I think, Mr. Ripley. I think that, <laughs> I think that they... The two actors serve each other just like the two men serve each other. Um, Shelby was kind of like the face. He was the schmoozer. He was the talker. He was the, you know, kind of the like cloud. And, and, and while Miles was the talent, and here I do think that Matt Damon is more in movie star mode and, and Christian Bale is an actor really getting the Method. juicier role work. So they kind of meld each other together, mm-hmm. and they are the best part of the movie. They, they really are. They're, have they worked together before? They no. have not. And, I mean, they're, they play best friends, but they also play people, two people who know the best and worst parts about each other. So they, they are the best part. But also an underrated part of the movie was Christian Bale and Noah Jupe, isn't it? That's, plays uh, his son, son, Peter Miles. Mm-hmm. They have a really good chemistry as well. As yeah. well as uh, Katriana um, Belfast. She's from the Outland, uh, the Outlander. Very Outlander. actress. Um, oh, yes. She was. Belfi. Yes, yeah, Belfie. she got uh, nominated for the Emmy four years in a row. I'm going to say uh, Katriana Belfi. She yeah. plays his wife. She is really good in the movie. So the, Yeah, the family dynamic of the Miles. You, you don't see a lot of movies that are technically proficient and also just have acting good acting and story and directing and even the script. Which is great. Uh, it's got three different sets of hands on it. Uh, the Butter, uh, oh, Jez Brothers, Butter, Jez Butterworth, and then his, Butterworth, and then Jason Keller. And yeah, so it's the so Butterworth Brothers mm-hmm. who are good. It's um, based on a true story. It's based right. on a true story. So basically, they probably use magazine articles, a book or two. Right. Yeah. But I, think I mean, there's probably a lot. It, it really, and, and, I, and I will say, I mean, it feels a little bit long at two thirty, but. And that's what only you because, count? yeah, I mean, it, it keeps moving. It doesn't move to, to the detriment of the movie. The movie overall is very well done. Well, no, it doesn't veer into uh, soap no. opera character. Um, I do think that the movie, one of the geniuses of doing it was they concentrated on the friendship, but also the perseverance and the determination of how they managed to get this dream. And, and also the, the the way they made the cars. They, they don't skip over when they're testing out the cars, when things go wrong, they don't just jump to the race where in where 66 they win. they win. You see them 66, struggle, but it's also a big trust factor. They you won know? three years in a row. Yeah, they, they, yeah, and it started in 66, but you, you don't just jump right to that. You see a lot of the struggles, uh, the false starts, especially between Ken Miles driving for Ford. There's a lot of hardship there. So the movie takes its time in the story Instead of just jumping to the entertaining and thrilling parts, they really tell the story. Was that spoilery that I said that they won three years? No, no, they say that. They say that at the end. But this is the GT40, 
mm-hmm. which you know, not it's the GT. It is. Uh, yeah. So that's it's the first, that's the development of it's that. It's the first this race car. Story. So instead yeah. of just making, in, uh, in the words of Enzo Ferrari, making your stupid cars and your stupid factory, mm-hmm. they actually made a sports car. But I mean, it is. And again, this is the rare breed of Oscar caliber film where it's actually fun and it's not depressing. Well, uh, Esquire. No, it wasn't Esquire. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Mr. Rogers again. There you go. Uh, Vulture listed the top. I guess they're like um, nearly 40 Matt Damon roles, and uh, Ford vs. Ferrari is in the top 10. Wow. You know what? Well, I mean, I've always liked him, and I just don't get I've the always p- liked Matt Damon, too. I think he doesn't get a lot of credit for being like the real heart and soul of the Bourne franchise. Well, see, they, they, they put the Bourne franchise and the Oceans franchises as one. See, thing. in Oceans films, I never thought that he was a vital piece. Well, no, because he was letting the other guys shine. He was. He, he, he was kind of like the foil, which means I wouldn't put those as far as But he as was acting like the kid, Damon even film. though he was their contemporary. Yeah. They treated him like you know, a kid. You know, people movies. want to forget that he was really good in the Adjustment Bureau, too, with Emily Blunt. He was. That was his first love story. Nobody great. can believe that his, yeah. that's his first love story. And that movie is so overlooked. And, and you hear and it, it must be said, said that he rocks a southern accent as Carol Shelby. I mean, he does. it doesn't break. I mean, look, for Boston got to be able to do that and not mm-hmm. break at all it's pretty uh, so check that list out all of these movies that we've mentioned are in there because well, they list everyone they wish they could have put his 30 rock performance in there as carol the airline pilot but they kept television out. well uh he is so surprising as the villain in interstellar oh my yeah. god i just was I like i hate that movie what? so whatever. i know i don't like it either but i was like i'm not what? a big fan either but when because he's not even credited and you see, and you go, what? Well, yeah, but that was that was. That's pretty, why it makes it interesting. Yeah, that's, that's why a it's movie that had a really good first half, and then it just collapsed. In the, the whole well, well, talk about being long. I mean, the whole bookcase scene people oh, is just stop. terrible. I hate, it. Oh, I hate. That's oh. the that's where I that lost and, me. And that's where it lost me too. I mean, you know, Hans Zimmer's score is great. Christopher Nolan, that's with him taking a mighty swing for the fences, but that ball was caught. I guarantee you, when we do our. Our 2010 list worst that, best. We're gonna have fellow uh, fellow nominated critics um, put it in there. Put it in there. I guarantee you that'll be in a, a, quite a few. That Which, Interstellar. Why? Yeah. Would, why would we do two? Because it's no. Best no, because it's the decade end. Yeah, it's we're going to do that. That's going to be one of the biggest, for me, the biggest letdowns. Yeah, uh, most disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. Yeah. Just it's one where you're just like, you you were up here, and then the movie came out, you came down there. Like, like, like Last Jedi was kind of a letdown. Ooh, Yeah, Ryan. me too. I know. That's why I'm I'm being cautious Max, about the next one. Oh, I, that, know. Knives, oh, I know. Now, did Max. you see Knives Out? Mm-hmm. Okay, Knives so that's so Ryan Johnson again, written and directed. Yeah, Are we, I remember that doesn't come speaking like of Max, man, I, I don't think I've ever seen a Max hate a movie everybody else loved more than Looper. Uh, no, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay, he, he didn't hates like that. Guardians of the Galaxy. He just, when he came out of Looper, he was jumping up and down. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Well, not like uh, Joe Williams when he came out of Prisoners. <laughs> oh gosh, we were all just dumbfounded. Joe, <laughs> but anyway, Joe, did, did you not? Joe. Did you not like? Did you God, not believe it? Yeah, God rest your soul, Joe. That's we're okay. giving out his award on he Sunday drove, night. He, he he passed away going to a movie. That's right. a courageous and a drive through, drive, drive, drive in, drive in. His yeah, favorite. He was thing. on his way. Yeah, it might be a movie in itself there somewhere. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, what's what's uh, funny is uh, we're giving out the Joe Williams award for at at Sliff on uh, Sunday night, the documentary, and I'm the chair of that committee, 
Um, and uh, it's Martha and Tom and me. And I did you even see it? <laughs> did, we, did we have, we've never invited Martha to be on the podcast. Every time, and, and so, every um, time you mention her name, I'm just going to go. Did you even see it? <laughs> so the so, Washington uh, Post and the New York Times. They <laughs> both never mind. So, just, oh, so what's so funny about again. this is uh, they have divergent tastes. Yes, they and do. I'm in and the, they're fighting on Facebook. And I'm in the middle. Paddington Two is a good movie, but this. Tom put that on his on his top ten list. Yes. And, and, and also, he, he also I know, liked, I know a lot of um, people that put Paddington oh, 2 on their really? top. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I entertainment thought, yeah, it's actually good, very entertaining. I thought Tom was kind of a black sheep no, there. Entertainment Weekly had it in their top. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's actually very I've always known Tom to kind of like, like the non-popular movies. And, uh, and his favorite like movie currently films. is, for the year, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, so therefore, we're good. but then, but we're then good. also it's tied. It's like it's like you got Irishman up there, and he then also Falcon. for a while it was Midsummer, and then it was uh, Once Upon a Time. But he also liked A Dog's Journey for a while, <laughs> and he's going to have uh, Rambo. Yes, Rambo in his top. Gosh, ten. Rambo, I I enjoyed Rambo on, on, on a very sleazy level, frozen pizza level. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I knew what talk- it was. I knew what it was going to be. That's well, yeah, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Okay, hey, so, I'm gonna go kill a bunch of people and look cool. And then he does. So, um, <laughs> regarding awards, uh, Bale has put himself in lead and not supporting because Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has put Pitt as supporting that's and right. Leo is and, lead. But it's that's wrong. It is. wrong. It's wrong. It should be the other way around. So it's Brad Pitt's movie. So. Uh, See, you know, I I I think it's kind of more Rick, the story is focused on Rick Dalton a little bit more. It is, but it but, be but you know they did that with Viola Davis in Fences. She is really the lead. She won the lead actress. Like I at could the see, Tonys. like if I had to think about, it, I, I I would put Brad Pitt as a supporting. It's a great supporting role. I I, I think that he's. I think you got the whole thing at the like Manson compound. Role, he'd be a lead role in Ad Astra, for example. But it's also speaking of Leo, it's just like Django. Django. Christoph Waltz is a lead in that movie. Yeah, me. I see. I, I don't. I, I think Fox is the lead in that movie. I well, don't yeah, know. he's I Django, think... <laughs> but they were both leads, yeah, and up maybe. until and up until somebody see, passes away. <laughs> but see, I, I almost think studios do that because if they have two leads, they go, "Oh man, they get that's going to be that's going to be split." So you they can try only to have one lead of the movie. Well, look at the Irishman, Pacino. Pesci are both probably supporting. Yeah, De Niro's uh, yeah, lead. Th- yeah, that's the way. But that's Pacino going. and Pesci really with me. And one day I wake up people and I think Pacino was better and the next day I wake up and I think Pesci was better well They're I'm going to see so it on great. Wednesday they're both so, so great so yeah we'll, we'll have that get next week because New York it, no, it, it, Carl. It, no I did not because it uh, it was LA it was LA <laughs> well you know what here's what's going on let's talk about a movie that has two leads and in fact they have the female's name first but lower and then the higher on the right side, which is Dame Helen Mirren and Sir Ian McKellen in The Good Liar. It also stars uh, Russell Tovey as her grandson and Jim Carter from Downton Abbey. It's directed by Bill Condon. Yes, and it's... uh, Ian McKellen loves working with that dude. Because that was the uh, God and God and Monsters. God and Monsters. Yeah. And also yeah. Beauty and the Beast and Chicago. The Twilight movies. No, no not, not Chicago. That's Rob. Uh, uh, that's Rob Marshall. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So the good, thie- the good liar. I keep wanting to call it the good thief. It's the good liar. Dream girls. Um, Ian, Sir Ian McKellen is a con man. And you know that from all the trailers. And then he's got oh, a shady Lynn, background. He was a, Bill Condon was a writer on Chicago. Okay. See, I knew he. I knew he had. He wrote. Yeah. All right. So 
he's a con man and he thinks he has an easy mark in Helen Mirren who plays Betty and of course they meet each other but online. But if you know Helen Mirren, she's never an easy mark. God, <laughs> this movie, she's hot too. She does and I, when I saw when I saw the thing that says rated R for uh, language and brief nudity. I'm like, oh, oh. wow, Helen Mirren is going right. to be naked again. It's about damn time. No, she, she's, no not. she's not. Uh, Ian McKellen goes to a strip club. And so there are two women. And it takes place in London in 2009. So they go on a date and they see Inglorious Bastards. That's awesome. hilarious. I'm going to get my scalps. <laughs> and they come out of the movie. I really don't think Hitler was killed in France that way. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't th- you don't say. <laughs> the, the reason... And the reason it takes place in 2009 is because there is a World War II connection. So you have to age them 10 years oh, because okay. they needed yeah, to be— A couple more uh, to make a ball. Right. Well, no, you had to You have to have it in 2009 so they could have been teenagers in, the, in Germany and London in World War II. Okay. So there is a reason for that because I'm, you first see it and you go— why does this need to take place in 2009? Yeah. It so they can be teenagers in the 40s. So essentially, what what INDB says is that he kind of starts to fall for her, and that kind of throws a wrinkle in his plot. Or is it just yeah. because she's kind of more than she looks? This movie ends the only way. It Spoil it for can. me, Carl. No, no, no. This movie ends the only way it can end. But the weird thing about it is the reveal is really long She's because they do they do a whole flashback scene and it probably takes 15 to 20 minutes normally like if there's a huge twist you get yeah. it and like there there've been clues the whole time little, little you, breadcrumbs you have no idea what's going to happen in the movie and then all of a sudden it does the heel turn and then all of a sudden then you understand why everything's been this way but you there's no clues She's to playing anything him well, of course that's how it has to be of course it's, it's, it's she, always it's always yeah. that it's the only way it's a movie like this would work, but yeah. the, so it's kind of cliche, but it's it it's well done. It's yeah. it, it, it's it looks these like two a, great actors bouncing off each just, other the whole for time. For me, it's just it's a good looking thriller. But I, I do I have time for it right now? Do I do I go watch that over Ford versus Ferrari? I'd say no, but yeah. but but for once again, people of a certain age will flock to you this will. movie. They're like, hey, Ian I'm McKellen, gonna I'm gonna go see people that even, are in my age group. E- even the X Men crowd who know him as right. Magneto will go watch him. And Helen Mirren's got a got a, a very eclectic age group that likes her. Um, if you've ever seen the Inside Including the Actors Studio. With Liam Neeson, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I recommend Liam Neeson. that you watch it inside the actor's studio. Liam Neeson, it's one of the best ones. Uh, he says Helen Mirren is the reason he has a career because uh, they were living together really? in their Ooh, young days. I can see that. Yes. Taken five. Yes. And, She's an older and, woman. And, and, Good uh, for you, Liam. I, because, Good for you know, they stage, stage. Oh, work. yeah, because they did theater together. And, um, she got him his first job on Excalibur. Wow, where I think she might be naked. Is that next of kin days? Is this a, and, uh, no, 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 no. Is, is that like 79 ish? Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, or, or maybe early 80. Anyway, 81? Um, <laughs> when Liam Neeson was my age, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> way back in the day. <laughs> she knew somebody that could help get him. In to see the director because or, back then of all those British guys they needed they they needed British people and they asked him if yeah. he could ride a horse and he was like yeah He's like, I, I can do and, anything and, and it was eighty one 
Okay, and he didn't really know. And it was also was. two hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was a good movie. It, I saw it at the at I think the I might have seen it. In and Breeze. And uh, Helen Mirren's in it, and uh, Colin Redgrave, Paul Jeffrey, All right, so Nicole Williamson, Nigel liar. Terry. What do you, so, so you, it's, it's yeah. a good movie. It's, a it's effective. Good, it's a good movie, but don't think, first of all, don't think you're going to guess the twist. Second of all, don't be upset at the twist because it's, it's the only way that this movie can work. Because a movie like this, if it was something weirder, it, it, it's a weird twist. And the only way this movie can happen is if the twist works out this way. If it was just another thing, then if it was like, I don't want to say what kind of movie it is, but it's a revenge flick. So, yeah. that, and that doesn't like explain anything to you because he has duped lots of people. Yeah. And so you're, you're thinking, if you th- know that in your head, you're thinking that the whole time because you, you're expecting something to happen to yeah. him to get his comeuppance. And it just turns it, it, right, and you don't know where it's going. It can't just be the fact that maybe she's on to him or they fall in love. There's got to be more than that to it. There are, there are things, there are components of all of those things. And that's why a movie like this, you know it's going to be some sort of twist, but it's just the, the way it gets there. It's methodical and it's a little slow, but the reveal is really long because finally you go back, you flash back to what was the impetus for all this, and it's long. Basically and I go kind of like what the filmmaker chose to show you and what he didn't show you. But Bill Condon doing this, it has to be some kind of quality. And it's and London looks beautiful. I mean, and then Germany looks beautiful, and they they're supposed to go to Paris too, but it's it. The war scenes are shot well, but it makes it makes Germany and the war look really nice. <laughs> even though even though the cities there are scenes where the cities are all bombed out. But it's see, I don't I'm trying to be careful and parse my words of this because there will be people that want to go see this because I'm I was curious about it because I'm like, oh all right. I wanted to go. And I want to make sure that for those that want to see it are not spoiled by anything I say, and I actually think I've said a little too much. But that it, it's 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 not a it's a huge cast, but there are only probably like five to ten speaking parts that really matter. And then you've got the whole he's worth while he's hustling her, he's got a side hustle too, where he takes rich people's money because that's that's his whole thing. He's a con man, and so he's got several cons going on and long cons, and you don't know. You don't know what's going to get him, but you know something's going to get him. Or there's also the possibility he get he wins because he's an old man and he's he's just like this is my last score. I'm going to go and then I'm going to retire to the sea. And then the the guy from Downton Abbey's like, you're never going to retire. You'll do this to your dying day. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see two old pros being yeah pro. I mean, uh, I mean those two yeah, should sell the movie right there. Yeah, I would think so because they're beloved. All right, Wait. did anyone see anything else? Uh, Warrior Queen of um, Jahan. I have did the I have that. the link to that. It didn't work, but it's they sent a, me a new one, so I have to watch really it. Really didn't work either. It's ten percent off tomatoes. Well, it's about a woman who is revered as like a Joan of Arc in India. Okay, is it the Indian version of Harriet. <laughs> I didn't see Harriet. Me neither. Yeah. All right. Uh, then I, I did. Yeah, I saw you've that. You've talked about Earthquake Bird three weeks in a row now. 
<laughs> and no one has seen it on Netflix. Everyone's watching Disney Plus anyway. Uh, Klaus, no. You're going to go see Parasite today. Yes, so I'll have that for next week. This is the movie that everybody talking is about. talking about. Posters and everything that you have to see it. So And and people, uh, Kevin Steincross, Even when he got Pete out of the Minnesota screening, with Allied, he said, well, I didn't see that coming. And then uh, Pete Maniscalco has seen it, and, and he... Uh, said it's phenomenal. I'll probably see it on Monday. It's it's Korean. Korean. It's 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 a. Uh, oh my God! I don't. Oh, I looked up how to say his name. Bang. No, it's Boon 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 John Ho. Uh, John Ho. John Ho. Boon John Ho. Yeah. Boon John. And it's like uh, he made Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, which I really Chris liked. Evans, very good movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Jamie Bell. Yeah. And I. And Tilda Swinton. Oh, but the, that movie. Snowpiercer. I am not a fan of Snowpiercer. Okay, but Until the, the cinematography Swinton. is so really awesome. So apparently the cinematography of this and everything, but it is a um, parody, I guess, on the haves and have-nots. But it's like also Snowpiercer a is by the less the less amount it said they said it's better. Yeah, okay. it's like a thriller. So, so it's about two families. Else. You're going to see it today, so yeah. you can say whatever you want. I know, and then Sliff is still going on, so you can see the report on the big screen Sunday movie. night at the Tivoli as the closing film. We have seen it. We have. And uh, it opens in uh, St. Louis theaters on November 20th. Now, Dan, mm-hmm. you have you've saw, you saw JoJo finally. I saw JoJo. Okay, so... In the marriage story version, okay, so you've got both of them. You got Scar Joe and you've got Adam Driver. Of if you had to see a pair of these three movies, which two would you pick? So, well, I haven't seen Marriage Story. Yet. Oh, you? I thought you saw it. I have not seen. You know, I, I I miss the the morning screen because I had jury duty. Oh, that's right. And uh, I think it's going to come out on the twenty seventh on Netflix. Yeah, 29th on 29th. Netflix, yeah. and then. Uh, in well, but actually, Scarlett was in, very good in JoJo. Yes, she it's was. It's going to be in theaters. Limited role. Her role, her role yeah, was she'd smaller be than I thought. She'd be supporting. But she's, she's going to get nominated. For, wouldn't it be interesting? If she I got nominated just, for supporting and best. I also love Sam Rockwell. He just he's, he's so funny in that movie. Yeah, but that 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 doesn't help him to like keep playing a white supremacist when he's playing yeah. a Nazi. <laughs> right. He's, really, he's actually one that maybe really doesn't like what he's doing so much. Okay, so here's right. the dates for the net the. The Marriage Story, or just Marriage Story, is on uh, theaters, in theaters in St. Louis, November 29th. For a week. It will be streaming on Netflix December 6th. Okay. Oh, okay. So the, the, it hasn't gone until December. Okay. Right. And then the report opens in theaters November 20th, but will be streamed like on, on Amazon. Thanksgiving. Uh, on yeah. on yeah. Amazon. Like the date. Yeah, the 27th. The Irishman. Same thing. Will be in theaters on Netflix on no- November twenty second, and then on Netflix Streaming. day before Thanksgiving. All go. right. So if I had to pick those two, Lynn, did you see all three of the movies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which two would you pick? Uh, Mary's Story is is a masterpiece. It really is, but and you, you'll, I know you'll never watch it again. Never watch it again. No. Yeah, but I think there's no. movies like that that can be so so good, but they're just one time. Well, right. like Twelve Years a Slave. Do you ever? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, one time. Uh, Schindler's List. Yeah. yeah. Saving Private Ryan was that for me. 
Uh, see, same right now. I'm I don't like. I hate the last half hour. I've seen. I hate the last half hour. But everyone likes the first twenty minutes. Yeah. But then you forget that the last half hour is very hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Yeah. It, it is a hard to watch movie because um, they all die. Oh, they do. God. They <laughs> all die. When when uh, uh, but not Matt Damon. Yeah, not Private well, of Ryan. Of course, <laughs> but because um, that's the movie. It's like the, the ending of Lone Survivor is pretty well given away. <laughs> we we failed to save Private Ryan. Yeah. Oh my God! When Tom Hanks says, "Earn this." That Stop is it! Brilliant. Oh, it's great. Or he's just brilliant. shooting the gun at the tank, like I'm gonna get you. All right, so you have to pick. You have okay, to pick JoJo two. or the report. I would do JoJo. You have to pick JoJo. I, of I, the, the three lo- movies, the report is the worst of the three. Yeah, it's very and, dry. And, and, and it's, I mean, I, I, I think it's very well done. It's a good yes. story it, to tell. It's a good story, story needs to be told. It's the a classroom really movie. Good. Yeah. It's a classroom movie. It is, but but it's also, I, I think it's a very important movie to watch if you want to real slice. Like, right. I mean, they don't it's pull like any punches. It's like Spotlight or The Post. As far as like, well, Spotlight is a, is a masterpiece. But I mean, JoJo is a much more visionary interesting and different kind of movie i think jojo's the theater film report can be if you're gonna save your movie theater dollars most people go to four movies a year so yeah that's an average so just watch uh, the report can really be watched at home with your amazon subscription so i i don't think that's one that you can rush out to watch some of my friends are I, um, i think it's more like lean instead of dry some of my uh, peers, mm-hmm. um, they go to the Tuesday, oh, the five dollars, uh, five dollar mm-hmm. one. So they see more, way yeah. more. They're going to go now. see Good Liar that next well, Marcus Tuesday. Marcus Weinberg, yeah, they have the. They looked at me when 12. I said, "Oh, JoJo Rabbit's really good." They looked at me like I had lost my mind. Yeah, because, because it's dancing Hitler. Yes, it's, it's radical. <laughs> and it's radical. Just go, what? I said no. You, trust me. Trust Go me. See on Joe I mean, Joe when Taka Watiti was explaining that to his friends and family when he was writing, mm-hmm. even they were looking at him like, "Great, he was crazy." Well, I'm sure Mel Brooks got some for the the first producers, the 1968 version that won Zero Mostel and Brooks uh, is Mel, his and uh, an Oscar Gene for Wilder. screenplay. Mm-hmm. An Oscar for screenplay. You have to look at, at the big picture with what, what Taka was doing. Can you imagine pitching that in 1967? Eight. You know, because it came. You right, know, right. I mean, he, he was he was really just showing how even Hitler can corrupt a young mind like that. But in, in a certain way, through certain interactions, it can be corrupt. And that's where those Sam Rockwell kids, is so great. Oh, those two he kids so are good. so good. When, when and Rockwell was, was good without without much material to work with. Right? He was just great. And it's all it's all subtext. It's all it is because he's not what you think. Especially he is in a way all. that when uh, there's a certain date that's flipped and he, mm-hmm. and, and you know that they he kind of let him off, mm-hmm. so it's good. Yeah, and then when he talks to the boy about his mom, yeah. that's a real... Because you don't... I mean, look, spoiler alert, you don't know what happens to a certain character. I mean, you don't really know the details right. of how you just kind of it, see which her Which is go. why they never tell you when... They never give you a year. If you knew if you knew what time period it was, yeah. you would have... It's even more tragic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so well done, and it is layered, and it it's not. Both I Kent and I afterwards said, "Well, this wasn't what we were expecting." I think it's at full all. of surprises, and it also makes you feel a lot of different things, which is what a movie should really make you do. Yes. And Thomas and Mackenzie, who was so spectacular in and Leave, Leave No, no Trace, Trace with mm-hmm. Ben Foster, she yeah. is an actress of tremendous depth by being quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's her face. That just uh, conveys every a lot of telepathic feeling. Work going on there. Mm-hmm. 
oh my God, she just breaks your heart. Yeah. Just in, in her interaction with the child. That kid is amazing yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. And her, his little sidekick. Mm-hmm. Um, He's great. He's Yorkie. like, I'm still alive. <laughs> and he goes, I want to cuddle. Mm-hmm. And, and But when the the boy in the first scene, when he goes, this is going to be the greatest day of my Cookie's life. He's out there in his white I beater in the war-torn streets of Germany. That's great. <laughs> I, I know. I just, I can't die. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks him out the window. <laughs> oh, well, they're youthful idealism. And he's he's got to... the bullet hole in his head. Yeah. <laughs> the youthful idealism with they uh, they have. Hitler's of... been lying to us a lot. <laughs> That's right. Of going. Come on, give me a hey Hitler. Come on, what are you, what are you crazy? Hi Hitler. Hi Hitler. <laughs> to go to the Hitler youth camp. And like Rebel Wilson, he goes, they're so excited. They're going, we're going to teach you how to do this and that, and it's, here you go, explosives training and gun training. And here. then the kids, once they get there and see it, and mm-hmm. the the whole thing about the rabbit, it's a oh. good role for Rebel Wilson it because is. a lot of a lot of people don't it's know what twist, to do with her. It's a twist on her comedic on, persona. On, yeah, on once. her. And I okay, I want to make a true confession here about Rebel Wilson. You don't okay. like her. No, I do. I like her very much. She was I thought she was stuck in a rut. And so that I, I did not uh, go see Isn't That Romantic mm-hmm. because I thought it was gonna be stupid. It just kinda looked like crap. It looked like stupid. Okay, so I watched it on HBO. <laughs> to me it's and like you liked the, it. I liked it very much. Really? It's the biggest surprise of the year. Really? It was so not marketed like it should be. It is a whole parody of the romantic comedy. Yes, but that's, that's but they were saying that that was is going to be with that Anne way. Anne Hathaway, right? right. Okay. It's, and uh, which was and it a Hemsworth? Lee, Liam Nees, a Liam Nees, Liam, Liam Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Oh, the bad you know, Hemsworth. everybody started getting named Liam after Liam Neeson. That's right. And then, and I'm confused. Liam Hemsworth, who is basically the equivalent of a turkey sandwich on the screen. And Adam Devine, it's a <laughs> charming it's little. It's our. Is it divine? Okay. I don't know. He's divine. It is a charming little piece, and they even do a parody at the end of the romantic comedy. Uh, See, and I kind of saw that coming a little bit with that trailer. It's this mm-hmm. is one of those films that I just you had to push you had to choose I know so it so if you see it on you know and you have so nothing it's on to HBO do, now yeah it's on oh, HBO good. now I was just like also well there's oh. another movie that, that I watched uh, last night that was released earlier in the year that I couldn't watch because a stupid hockey team was trying to win a stupid trophy oh, then I probably didn't see it either um, it was called Late Night with Emma Thompson I didn't oh yeah and, and, she's very good you she's love that movie yes. and Mindy Kaling uh, who actually who Kaling. co-wrote Kaling, okay, from Mindy, the office. Mindy Kaling who and the Mindy the, Project. The Mindy Project, yeah. So Mindy Kaling uh, wrote this movie. She co-stars in it, and it, it's kind of like a, I heard. A, the end is it, very formula. Well, yeah, it's very. It's a TV show. Uh, it's like a, a late it's, night version. It's if Letterman of was a woman. Devil Wears Prada. Okay. So you have kind of a young, innocent wannabe newswoman or late night person, and she gets thrown to the wolves with Emma Thompson's cutthroat, old-fashioned, uh, the worst aunt of all time is what somebody in the movie calls her. She's got this, this long-running, like, Jay Leno-like streak mm. on this late-night show. But it's kind of, she's going She needs going new blood, it. so she well, gets yeah, a she, it's woman going writer. It's, 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 she, she's just an awful human being. It, it, it's basically losing, she's losing touch with her audience. It's kind of an old-school show. She's got guests. One of the best parts of the movie was with Amy Ryan, who who is the boss of this company, who's a great actress, who was with Mindy Killing on The Office mm-hmm. briefly. Yes, yeah, she um, was. Uh, she married she tells, Steve Carell. <laughs> she tells him, you know, another talk show. Jimmy Fallon was giving a dog a wash with Robert Downey Jr. You had this Abraham Lincoln 
you know, biography writer on the show. Nobody cares. And it's a, that's essentially what she's doing. She has mm-hmm. whoever she wants on, not what needs to be trendy and popular. So right. um, the movie, it does. It is very predictable. You pretty much, I could have wrote a line late in that trailer, uh, late in the movie where, where, she, where, where somebody tells another, one character tells another character, um, I need you. I could have wrote that line. I mean, it's just I, I could have put it in there. So it's very predictable writing, but the acting, especially Thompson, is very good. She's going to be on my list of a uh, best performance. Really, by an yeah. Actress, Support best actress. Thompson. Well, wouldn't Emma M- be supporting? No, yeah. I Emma, think Emma Thompson's lead. Isn't isn't, isn't Mindy Kaling I would the think, lead? I, I would almost think they that um, Mindy Kaling would be. Oh, okay. Okay, well, we'll find know. out if we, screener, if, we get, yeah. if we get a screener. We'll see on if the If we get a screener, I'll watch it. For your consideration. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's worth it. I mean, it's on Amazon for Amazon subscribers. Right. So you, you can watch that and then watch the very serious uh, the report. So next week, Frozen 2 comes out, but we've all seen it. You got there a little late, and you left before it ended. Dan had a date night. Did Were you? you? Well, I want to say I left when they were Weezer was over the credits, yeah. so it wasn't like we I had to left go pick early. up our, our dog. Oh, so you guys missed the final, final, yeah, final, I final. The final oh, we did. We missed scene. it. Yeah. Well, because no. remember, and I and I even yelled at David Craig. I said, "Hey, if you remember the first one, there's something at the end because at the end of the first one, spoiler alert from the first movie." Uh, Marshmallow, the giant monster that you created, she goes to he goes to live in the snow castle and he picks up the tiara and puts it on his head. No. This one has something also with Marshmallow and company. Uh, if you had, it would make more sense if you saw the short that they did a couple years ago. But initial thoughts on Frozen Two before we we really review it next it's week. A, it's a it's a satisfying sequel. I wasn't as enamored. With the first movie, as everybody else, like mm-hmm. when when this one came out, I was like trying to recall Frozen. I knew it was very popular. I just didn't love it as yeah, much as I would like a Toy Story. But if your son was a daughter, you would have seen it a hundred times. She well, yeah, I, and I think since my son is more of a a Marvel, uh, Jurassic World, not a princess guy, and just kind of a really, I mean, transformers. Not not that he he probably has seen it. He's just, probably but seen he hasn't it, seen it. But it was times. about it. Yeah, like he he watched the new John Cena film and. That's one he'll watch, but he'll never watch again. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, this movie—it's a satisfying sequel. I—I I, I like the song. Did your wife like it? And I'm, uh, she liked it a lot, and she loved the first one. I'm not a big musical person, but mm-hmm. this one was well done. There were only I eight songs in the first one. Sterling K. Brown's voice work was great. I thought the, the voice actors were very good. I, I just Alan Tudyk. It's just a couple, mm-hmm. two or three days later. I don't really remember. I'm, I'm not going to really think it's memorable in my mind. I'm not going to think. And it has been two or three days later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been two or three days. And, and when I think back on it, I think it was satisfying. It was well done. I just don't think as much staying power as some animated films have with me. I disagree. I don't think that's there. Well, not having girls, which Carl will talk about that. Um, I, I was I was so taken with the first Frozen. I thought it was so refreshing. You don't need mm-hmm. no man. And I, I no was, was a huge fan of it right away. Um, I had seen back-to-back Nebraska and Frozen. Wow. And they both made my top ten. <laughs> That's a great yeah. one-two punch. I know. And they both made my top ten. Both so I was just I was so surprised at how good Frozen was and the new people. And I'm a... I, I I have to preface this. I am a big musical theater nerd, mm-hmm. so so you loved, so you loved I, Idina Menzel anyway. Yeah, loved Idina Menzel. And you were Menzel. surprised how well Kristen Bell could sing. Maybe yeah, you was. should introduce her at the award show, not John Travolta. Right. Yes. And then I am a huge Jonathan Groff fan. 
from based Mine on, Hunter. Well, <laughs> he was a, t- a twice yeah. Tony nominated for Spring Awakening. Oh, so it he just, is kind of a theater. That, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's mm-hmm. got a beautiful because on, voice. he's actually really good on David Fincher's Netflix show Mine Hunter. Yes. yes, he is, and I I watch that. I watch everything he's in because I'm such a fan. But when he was a youth, youth. Uh, with the youth, he was on Letter. He uh, he and the Spring Awakening cast John Gallagher Jr. They were on the Letterman. They were on Letterman, and room. they did the Bitch of Living, which mm-hmm. is a song from Spring Awakening. You know, and he is first just, act ends with a rape, and he's so fierce. Really so anyway, I'm a huge Jonathan Gruff fan. I know he sings wonderful. He was also nominated as King George in Hamilton, mm-hmm. and he's got great yes. moments he sings, on that soundtrack. I've sung yeah. that song at karaoke. Yeah, I mean, I think Frozen <laughs> Two is good. I just don't know. I, I, if, I, if I love it, but you You'll didn't be. say what you like. Of, okay, you didn't so talk about Frozen about, Two. You okay, talked Frozen about Frozen. Two. Okay, so Frozen Two. <laughs> <laughs> Preface this with about six minutes of review of the, of the first one, <laughs> 2013, and okay, the people so, I like. Well, everybody, they everybody's back. Okay, not everyone. Hans well, isn't back. Okay, well, he didn't need to be back. But okay, I like the girl power story. I like the sister story. Uh, it's beautiful. This is beautifully drawn and a brand beautiful. new animation. Visually movie. stunning. The water Visually horse stunning. is beautiful. Oh yes. my god, that water horse! The yeah. fall, just the fall to see leaves. Because, I guess you know, I almost, we were uh, robbed of a fall. Like I, I no, mean, we had fall for we like had fall. three we weeks. Had fall for well, three, three, four three weeks. weeks. Three weeks. Hey, it's how it is in St. Louis. It's summer, 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 fall, and it's then gonna, winter. It's going to be 50 no, next week. So yeah. you're, but no, I mean, I, but it just looked down. idyllic yeah. and beautiful, and everybody's happy, yeah. and and uh, it's all about change. Is, okay, but Frozen has become a franchise with all the merchandising and all the little girls, and I know a countless zillion little girls, and they're going to love this, and oh, they gonna, will. It'll make it it'll make a, bajillion a gazillion dollars. dollars. They don't need us, but I will say, I loved it. I did not think yeah. the story was all the story. That that's why I thought strong. it wasn't. It wasn't as fresh and really vital as the first movie. If you remember I the enjoyed... first one, there are dark moments in the first one. This goes really dark. Really dark. Really dark. Which is kind of scary for Especially some little with the kids. Scene involving somebody's grandfather. I was like, right. that was rough. Well, yeah, also, so it's somebody little... asked, Jill Devine from Y ninety eight asked me if she could take her three year old daughter. Oh, three year old. No. And I Ooh, said, I said, did she like the first one? And she, oh yeah, she loves the first one. First one. And then I said, yeah, but I'm gonna. I'd imagine that a lot of stuff at three is gonna go over her head. And but this, they they do something in the second act. Which will make children go insane. Yeah. Really, it will. And it, it will. And it, you ha- you have to know your kid. And if you know your kid, and they don't handle dark or right. uh, characters in this film, they don't. Of course, like in any movie, they don't end up dead. But some of these characters die. Are, they I mean, there there is death. Well, there's a lot of death in there this is. movie. Yes. There's a lot of blatant like. And yes, we killing. know that her parents, their parents, die in the first one, and so that's. That's I mean, still hanging out, over. Yeah, you find out the history of of both of these. Uh, I guess we call them civilizations or right. the worlds that they, they they live in. You find out the history of now, how see, it came to be. That's something that Jim Bats did not care for. He's like, "How are we finding out? They're retconning all this." I said, "No, you. We were not privy to all of the conversations no, think, they had ever." A trailer, I, I think, no, is. I don't a know. Trailers are, are be- I mean, sequels are best because they extend the, the previous. You film don't. Story. You don't have to introduce the characters yeah. and the first. First one is all about right. how everything's well, just great. Just imagine how the first Iron Man, and then all of a sudden, another the next twenty-four films, movies. 
Yeah, it's well, just the story it expands. Oh, my problem is this time with Olaf, and I'll tell you why. Because oh, he I was, liked Olaf. I know everybody loves Olaf, and I really like Josh Gad as Olaf. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's this good. This one. It just seems all his lines are for. Well, the first one, it was so he was so funny and everything. And this one just seems it's unexpected. A but yes. no, Olaf, because you're not watching any of the supplemental. You're not watching any of the shorts. You're not right. watching the Christmas special. You're right. not watching the things. And I because think he's it is a franchise, kind of like the comic relief. Right. But he's also the person who's supposed to keep things light. Right. right. It is so dark. Right. And he does that, and it is it is cute. But sometimes I feel like his 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 lines are a little bit forced. I didn't like. But I do like the whole thing with Swin and. And there's Christoph really not a villain in this. No, there really no. isn't. I, I, think I don't it's like mostly, those big monster. It, people. It's almost like the villain here is their own history. Right. They're, they're, you the have history to fight with know. history. In history, they don't really know then, about. So for me, I, I I liked it a lot. I didn't love it, but it, it'll probably be in my top five in any movies. I, I, I really enjoyed it. And yeah. I think even though it's dark, you need to know your kid. I have Because there might be some explaining. Yet, I need to see that. There might be some explaining you have to do. Yeah, I, I think there's this is more of a darker risk-taking movie than Frozen was. Well, this is from The Snow Queen by mm-hmm. Hans Christian Andersen. Which is a, better than the Maleficent. And I <laughs> like the whole... I like Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales, but I like the but whole... But they're all look dark. Of, yeah, they are because you know he's me, what he's Denmark. Isn't it? Isn't it kind of similar stories a little it bit? Takes place in Norway. Powers, like fairies and gods yeah, right. and all that stuff. And I think, Maleficent was had too much genocide for a children's film. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that uh, I I, every time the beauty of Hans Christian Andersen is that these idyllic little settings they look like these perfect villages in Europe, mm-hmm. and it's pretty. They are. And yeah, the, the visual visually. The production design, yes. the way they drew this up. I, mean, I really enjoyed nice. it, and I recommend it, but the caveat of young children might hate the second act, and everything's going to be fine in the third act, but it's the it's only 100 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that IMDb long. IMDb had had it at 120. Or no, oh, no, the email from Allied had at 120, and no. then I went to IMDb, no. and it was an hour and 41. It, the... The body of the film is over in 95. Which is one minute less than the first film. Well, the the, the body of the stuff is... Then yeah. you hear then you hear the uh, the the um, Weezer song, and the Weezer song is great. Because it, it in is. The, it's Weezer. It, it's, it, but it's in the film, right. it's great. And then the Panic at the Disco song, which my, my daughter is going to love, that there's a brand new Panic at the Disco song at the very end of the movie. And then you've got the credits, and around it's around a hundred minutes. And yeah. then the very last scene. So if you are fans of the first one, see, stick around to the yeah, very end. I can't more. believe that because I left right in I'll the middle you guys of when the it's Weezer over. song, and because you know I was like, I, gotta go. I will tell you, I will tell you when we're finished. So I think I missed like the first five minutes. So oh. you'll have to film. So I okay. asked Tab Tabitha if mm-hmm. I missed anything, and she goes. Because, it's know. a flashback. The first five minutes are a flashback. Yeah. Okay. And that's what J- Mr. Bats does not care for. He's like, why didn't we know any of this before? I'm like, that was not. We're supposed to know. It, we, we didn't need to know that. And now we do. But, you know, it's it's a, it's just a, 
Um, I always I, think I lie. That's kind of like when you're when you're putting a puzzle together. You get this this piece of the puzzle, mm-hmm. and this whole thing is still that was blank not, over here. Th- if they would have put that in the first movie, it would have been bloated. And, and, and it's funny. <laughs> and it's like if you see a piece of a puzzle, you think, oh, that's interesting. And then you mm-hmm. see it later on. And it's got the whole thing right. in, and it's different. Well, the two the two leads, the two daughters, uh, the Kristen sisters, they Benzel. totally look like Barbie dolls. They do. They, they do. look and like so, them. Yeah, yeah. And so it's Except, like it's then, like, like uh, the her, marketing of this. The, the merchandise. Anna's eyebrows go up. It's it's so weird. I know. And then and then you keep close your eyes and you're like, I wait, that sounds like Kristen Bell. No, it doesn't sound like Kristen Bell. And now it sounds like Kristen Bell. Now but it's the whole time it's Kristen Bell. And she even has an amazing like the last time she had uh, first time in forever. But this time her song is better and it shows off her voice a little bit. It does. More. I had no idea was she could very sing impressive. that. I was like, is that, that well, Adina doing her songs too? No. no. It's and Bell. but yeah. I will say let it go. There is another show piece for Idina Menzel. It's not as strong as Let It no, Go, but nothing is going to be. Show yourself. That's the name of that, and it's yeah. a, and it's just it's an odd song. It is. That's the one that gets just. It's like long. one of those Bond but, songs. You go. That's kind of cool, but let's get to the movie. But right. the the boy band parody <laughs> is, is the Weezer song is really good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. There's amazing DVD. There are amazing DVDs out this week. One of Dan's favorite yes. films of the year, Peanut Butter Falcons, out. Just buy it. It's so good. It's also streaming. One of my favorite films of the year, Good Boys, is out. Another one of my favorite films of the year, Farewell, is out. Farewell is a very good movie. It's so good. It is so that. underrated. She, uh, Grandma, is on my list for Best Supporting Actress. She's oh. very good. Well, I think Aquafina I mean, is being touted I, for acting. Like, well, really when good. I left the film, people in the High Point Park are like, oh, why is he doing imaginary fist pumps in the air? Like, ah, ah. <laughs> That's what I was doing. And one of my favorite comedies of the year is Good Boys, and that's going to be in my five nominations for film critics. I didn't love Good Boys, but you two love it. I, I do. Did. I did. Uh, Brian Banks, who saw that? I saw it. It's and? the football movie. And, and, and we good. did get it's a screener. Got, we got a screener for it. It's got the dude that's in The City on the Hill with Kevin yes. Bacon. Uh, he is a Eldis Hodge. Eldis Hodge says it. And he's in a coming up, up moving movie. Is it 21 Bridges or is that it just is Chadwick Mercy? Boseman. That's by Panther, Okay, but is it just Mercy? He's no, in, that, that, he's that's in Michael a, B. B. Jordan. Is okay. it the is it the uh, the one with the two names that the accidentally killed the police officer? I don't know, but mm. he's coming up. He's an up and comer. This all this. Yeah, he's very good with Kevin and, Bacon on uh, City on a Hill. He's good, and and Craig Kinnear is good. I like Greg Kinnear. It's it's a very formula. Uh, but it's a feel good movie. It's a feel good right. movie. It's like based on a true story. Based on a true but story. Is it? Is it? It's wor- the Innocent Project. So right. for like for fans, oh, that, that's right. I remember you talking for about movie this fans. It'd be worth seeing, but for a film critic, probably eh. no. But for football fans too, oh, there you because go. You very know, good story. I mean, this yeah, guy I mean, gets if cut you, down. you look up Brian Banks' story, it's a very inspirational mm-hmm. right. story. Right. So you know, it's it's worth watching if you like those kind of movies, and if you just make fun of them, well, why would you want to watch it? You know, and <laughs> that yep. and uh, 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 we have a movie coming up that opens November 27th and I encourage everybody it's Waves a Kelvin Harrison Jr. I missed that one no it was it, the same night as uh, Mr. Rogers ah no, it wasn't the same night. No, as I, it was I the saw same it night slip. as Good Liar. Mm-hmm. I saw this. I saw it slip. It was the same night as Good Liar, and uh, the LA girl was like, "Everyone's going to Good Liar. No one's coming to my Waves movie." I would love to see Waves. Well, I, I, I they'll saw probably it at the send film it to fest. Us. I'm sure because it's day twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's that Schultz guy, which we it, it and also St. Louis's own Cresha. Sterling K. Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we He's got Cresha, we got Cresha. 
and we got It Comes at Night. His movies are family-based. I just read an article today saying this is comparable to ordinary people it for reminds the 21st me, century. It reminds me a little bit of the father-son dynamic of Fences with okay. Denzel and his son in that movie. Kind of a little powerful, old but kind of an old-school connection. Mm-hmm. I kind of like uh, also, I didn't hate the first Angry Birds, but I didn't like it enough to see the second one. Okay. Uh, after the wedding, you saw that one too, didn't you, Lynn? Mm-hmm. Nope. Then no one saw it in this room. Yeah, that, that movie kind of looked had a good setup, but then the day of, I was like, eh, yeah, yeah. No. And I, no, no, Dan, did you see Forty Seven Meters Down? Uh, I didn't. Oh wait a minute, which one is that? That's the that's the no shark, no I, shark no, movie. I didn't. I, I watched the other movie about crocodiles. Crawl. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Crocodiles, sharks. Yeah, Barry uh, Pepper yelling in a basement. <laughs> one of my students, oh, thought. 47 meters down was really good. Okay. Yeah, I see, I, like, I've heard it, that from people that surprisingly it's actually a good thriller. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there we perfect go. for a, a 175, $2 <laughs> red box. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So who in this room has Disney Plus? Raise your hands. I have not yet. I'm waiting until after the new I year. I bought since I'm a D23 member. But I am so glad that Game of Thrones Ober Mardell is playing the Mandalorian, uh, Pedro Pascal. It's, it's awesome that he got that lead role. But he doesn't take his mask off. I know, but so still, you it's have good a pretty. If, why hire a pretty person well, if you're well, not going to show their face? Will he eventually take his mask off? No, ever? they say that in the first season he does not take his mask. Okay, well, maybe off. in the second season. But he's also he's a good actor. And he's also very athletic too. If okay, you, if you've seen you Game of Thrones, he's very athletic. He probably does a lot of his stunts. Well, uh, I have it except. I have a Samsung television from 2015, so I cannot get the Disney app, so we have to either screen mirror it from our phones. The best thing about Disney+, Plus, and I said this on the radio, you ha- can sign in on 10 different devices with your password. Okay, and give me your password. <laughs> but, you, and you can do four of them at the same time. So, like, if you wanted to watch... Tablet, and, phone, right, TV. So, like, you and your two kids and your wife could all be watching different things That's on right. Disney+. Plus, But, like, you can have it on your phone and your tablet and your television like, and your You could be watching laptop. four Marvel movies in sequence. Right. <laughs> in sequence. So, there is that. But, Samsung TV's post 2016. So ah, I we had okay. we had to watch The Mandalorian from my wife's computer with an HDMI cable plugged into it oh, so yeah, we I've can see that. It on the I've screen. done that on, on some screeners. Like right. if we get a screening link that's what I do. I have a laptop next to my television and we watch there. She's like, "We have a smart TV." I'm like, "I know we do, but it's, it's not it's, smart it's, enough. It's not smart enough." <laughs> and she's like, "What about the smart Blu-ray player?" That is I just love how your your wives too. always just try to come at you with so they can't just go, "You're right." No. It's always just going to no. be. And a prelude to a marriage story. Oh, no. Ugh. I'm not going to let her watch that. Yeah. You don't want to give her any firepower for fights. <laughs> See what Scarlett said? Okay. Well, you know, Kayla Wren was right. Well, you know, the thing is, Laura Dern's character is absolutely horrible. She is. Oh, she's all about the kill and not about the... But, then but you again, know, if aliens. you've seen her on that uh, Big Little Lies, she plays, she's got some biting moments on that show, too. And Ray Liotta is playing Ray Liotta. <laughs> but it's hilarious. And Alan Alda. <laughs> Chantex! Alan Alda. I quit smoking. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> Does he just yell all of a sudden in the movie? Chintex. No, but he's got a pinky ring, and it's so oh, it's, it's so good. divorce lawyer. And, and, and Alan Alda's in it too. He's the good it's divorce good. lawyer. He's a perfect good divorce lawyer. Divorce lawyer. Uh, oh yeah, there's a there's a, some interesting uh, casting that Noah Baumbach does, but we'll talk about that next. Uh, well, we have a ways for that because we got to talk about Irishman next week. Yeah, so I'm seeing um, you Wednesday. I just want to point out that if you want to make money and you love Hallmark movies, you can make $1,000 if you go to CenturyLink. They want somebody to watch 24 Hallmark Christmas movies in 12 days. Yes. Disney Plus did this the same thing uh, a month ago where you filmed yourself reviewing uh, a Disney movie and then they were going to have five people do it for like $1,000. It's the same thing. And so nothing old is new. And we have to get out of here, but you wanted to mention something about the rep. theater. The rep has this uh, new play called uh, Feeding Beatrice. It's an actual world premiere, and they've extended it for a week till November 24th. I highly recommend, if you like gothic horror tales, go see it. There's a new energy at the rep because the new director, Hannah Sharif, mm-hmm. is uh, bringing uh, this uh, young energy, this vibrancy, and this cast is fantastic. So she's the one that brought in uh, Meredith Bernie. I'm sorry, damn it, Meredith Baxter from Family, and uh, the guy from NCIS. Who's fabulous, Barrett uh, uh, Choya, Foya. Barrett so they're, Choya. they're bringing in amazing casts they're not they're willing to spend some money to go get some hollywood people yes and afterwards she brings out everybody for a champagne toast to the lobby and she talks about the play (laughs) and she introduces the cast and the last couple times i've been there they've they've flown in the writer Wow. They've flown in the playwright, and, and they've flown uh, in the uh, This is some first-class treatment. I hope yeah. Lori Mack got a raise. Last, um, <laughs> last time I saw Lori, she had to go get the she had to go get the cast of Angels in America drinks. <laughs> well, she uh, hadn't had a day off since August Since Angels 31st, in America. So, yeah. so anyway, but they're they're having this new energy. They've got a, like a young group like they were. They're ha- spending money on billboards, too. And, wow. and they're having, uh, so they're having an after party. And you mingle with everybody, and you can talk to the cast and the writers, and they have snacks that are theme related. Mm. So it was all and booze, and uh, okay, and booze. There you and go. it was but booze this, always helps. Yes, yeah. uh, but they're bringing in real sharp talent, and this playwright is one of these up and coming rising stars. So there's this whole fresh energy there, and I really applaud it. And this story well, is they have so a new eerie. Artistic director. Yeah, <laughs> it's so eerie. They have the lights and the sounds. What happened? happens is this couple uh, uh, moves into their dream house. It's a fixer-upper. They got a lot of work to do. They moved the bathtub to a certain area, and they unleashed uh, this area of the floor where this demon was, Mm -hmm. Beatrice. Oh, it's a female demon. Yeah, feeding Beatrice. She is stuck in the 50s, and she calls them negroes oh and they're like they're like excuse me about 10 people just checked out of this review (laughs) well no because she's stuck in the 50s and it's a it's a black couple right the way the times actually you're wrong too it's african-american couple i know well they they will except 
They said they. Wow. All right. I think you should stop doing this. Right. <laughs> well, it's about so, the play. The play. I, is about I know. I'm teasing right. you. Oh, go ahead. I was like, the play is about not being race relations. You yeah. know, race relations and not being politically correct and all that. But so what she blurts out is just fifties really outdated, outdated stuff. stuff. So that's what I'm trying. What to say. What were you going to say, Dan? Um, before, before, before I, I get off there, I want to say you should go watch the art, the way back trailer. It's a new Gavin O'Connor movie. Gavin did the accountant with Ben Affleck. Yeah. He did, I liked it. The he, accountant. He, he did, did warrior too. with, uh, Joe Edgerton. I know Tom you Hardy liked that Frank movie, Rillo. but he also did this movie with Ben Affleck, which is a very good display of art imitating life. Ben Affleck, as we all know, is a kind of an alcoholic, he uh, he's been in kind a of. rehab a few times. <laughs> he's he got battled that his tattoo. whole life, and so in this in this movie he plays a struggling Shouldn't alcoholic have. who was a former high school basketball star who kind of washed out, and now he gets the chance to coach the, his his alma mater's team to kind of help rescue himself. So it looks like a very powerful like Dennis movie. Hopper and Hoosiers, yeah. but no, hey, I mean it, it looks like a great role Hoosiers for Ben Affleck. Movie. And I've always been a big Ben fan. I, I think he's very underrated I do on too. the big screen, especially when he takes the right roles. And this one, you can, you really do. Again, the guy lives this in real life, so he's able to channel it. And I think sometimes when that line kind of blurs between real life and what's on screen. What's the name of the movie? Uh, it's called The Way Back. It's not the 2010 film with Ed Harris where they're all stranded. This is out. two. This is three word title rather yes, than yes. The Way Back. It comes out March 6, 2020. Gavin O'Connor doesn't work a lot, so the fact that him and Ben are getting back together after The Accountant is good the news. The Accountant's really good. It's a really it good movie. and Underrated. And I think it really shined a light on autism as well as mm-hmm. being kind of an action film. So um, the way back, March. So it, it's a trailer just came out yesterday. Again, I like whenever Ben takes very juicy lead roles that maybe bring him some respect. So. I've always been a fan of his. Yeah. But yeah. He, All right. in, in this movie, he, he, he is down and out. And I'm I'm I always applaud uh, people who go and recognize their issues, and it takes a lot of courage to. He does. He I think he's gone to rehab reportedly four or five times. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to step up and yeah. try to do better. And, and there's a lot of links here because you know the fact that in the movie Jack Cunningham's character was married, he had kids. Mm-hmm. You, you can see that he's done something to mess that up. And he's working this construction job, even though he was a high school athlete pegged to be in the NBA. But something kind of happened along the way. So Drugs, it's a good role for women. him. Yeah, alcohol, just washing himself away. Well, All next right. week we have a full slate. We're going to talk about Miss, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, The Irishman, and Frozen, Frozen 2. 2, and whatever else. Is there anything else? I think you just mm-hmm. named the three biggest movies of the fall. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and then the next week you have like you know they have the report, and you have uh, Dark Waters with with Mark Ruffalo, which mm-hmm. is very good. Which is I heard uh, that you have all said it's the male Aaron Brockovich. It, it, it's a more quiet, potent, but very still almost as good. It's not as flashy as Aaron Brockovich was. This is more of a Mark kind Ruffalo of a, versus kind of a, a kind of a, a report, kind of telling of a story that's just as powerful. Mark Ruffalo instead of Julia Roberts. Yes, which is not good on the eyes, but it's still pretty good <laughs> acting wise. Oh, I'm a big fan of Mark Ruffalo. They're you boobs, say he's Ed. There. He's very, he's very, yeah. Um, even though Julia Roberts doesn't really have that big of boobs, but right, yeah, right, boobs. but that it's a bra, Ed. That's great. It's, yeah, the, the, <laughs> that's the, still it, a good scene. It's called a wonder it's her bra. Oscar. Uh, oh yeah, it's her it's Oscar her, winner. Julia an, Roberts is gorgeous, by the way. She doesn't need big boobs. It's an Oscar, Dan. Yes, it's an Oscar, Dan. <laughs> All right, socials, <laughs> socials, everybody. 
Okay, what are uh, you on? Buffa82 on Twitter, Dan Buffa on Facebook, and you can find my stuff at KSDK News. And on and you're a good Instagrammer while you're uh, Ubering. Yes, yeah, in- Instagram stories are very fun to do because you can just post them and then they're almost like Snapchat And videos. then they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am on all the social. Well, I'm not on Instagram. Okay, so Twitter and Facebook, Lynn Venhouse. I'm public, so you can go to my site. Uh, I am in the Times newspapers every week, so timesnewspapers.com. I'm on KTRS Thursday Oh, you nights didn't mention Frank Ray. or uh, Show yeah. Me. Yeah. Frank? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Frank yeah. Opinion. You're on 590. Tuesday at 4.15 on 590 The Fan, talking movies with Frank Opinion. And every other week, sort of, uh, uh, week to week, uh, check in on me on Show Me St. Now, Louis. Now, is that a set day a week? It's not. It's really we Whenever we, we, we did Joker, Maleficent, and then we did Halloween movies. But then we haven't been on on yet, Thursdays so. or on thir- when, when, first time was a Wednesday, but the last two were Thursdays. So Thursdays okay. appears to be our set day. And I'm glad you're all sitting down now. Yes, we, we're not like we don't have the two people looking at us like, okay, Dan. All son, right, kids, let's please look. review your movie and then get, go get go get your hands clean for dinner. <laughs> you can find me at <laughs> underscore Carl the Intern on Twitter and Instagram. You can hear me on Max on Movies every Saturday so, night on KTRS with our buddy Max Foisy. and you can hear me on the Intercom family of radio stations, including KMOX, KFTK, Y98. I'm never on KZK or now, but. I'm actually in the building. The wonderful time. thing of sitting next to Max in the, in, in the movies is where he goes, <laughs> here's his little laugh by three rows away. That's yeah. a great imitation. Well, oh, thanks for thanks oh. for listening to us today. We're so happy you were back, Dan, and we'll be back all together again for the best of the year. Happy Gosh, 40th. And yeah. uh, just enjoy. Uh, in go, we'll, enjoy whatever movies you're going to go watch this yeah, weekend. Just, Make a choice. Just have a good time. Just don't let... Those critics get in your head too much. <laughs> go, go watch Lady in the Tramp yes. remake on Disney yes. Plus. Support Slip. It's the final weekend. Do or it. go watch uh, Jonathan Groff in Mindhunter and then go watch him in Frozen 2 to sing. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Bye. Josh Gad, also a Book of Mormon on Broadway. Yeah. So they're all Broadway. Too. They're all Broadway. Too.